0: This is a Digo Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Dukin' with the Duke. I'm your host, Dustin the Duke. You're listening to the next episode of the Digo miniseries. Today, we are playing Mario Kart. But before that, we have beer. Well, technically, we have two beers. Uh, I got this beer at Meyer, and there was two of them next to each other. It was like one of those single uh, containers, or, you know, you pick them, right? Uh, but at Meyer, you don't have to make a six-pack and just pick whatever you want. And this beer was sitting there, and so I was like, you know what? I might as well just grab those and give them a go. I haven't had them yet. Uh, But I figured, what the heck, why not? Uh, So technically, I have two this episode. You're in for a treat. Well, at least I'm in for a treat. Uh, So the beer that I have in front of me uh, that I'm teasing right now is Voodoo Ranger uh, from New Belgium. And then the other beer they're going to be having later in the episode is the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. So we have two variants of it, and it's going to be stronger. I'm assuming more ABV. I don't know yet. I don't have the stats uh, quite in front of me. What I do have in front of me is this beer, this Voodoo Ranger IPA. Uh, It comes in at 7% ABV, which is going to be nice, and 50 IBUs. And if you're familiar with the way that we do things in Drink and Geek Out, you would know that we have a nerd reference for pretty much every single number on the uh, IBU scale. And this one is the number 50. It's not super geeky nerdy fun as like the the nerd uh, vibe that you would get these days nothing comic related it's actually the 50 ale it is created by labatz in 1950 so that's where it gets its name and i guess history is nerdy i don't know Uh, but here we are uh, with that one Uh, the beer that we do have is bursting with tropical aromas and juicy fruit flavors from mosaic and amarillo hops uh, this golden IPA is perfectly bitter with a refreshing sublime finish. So I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to having that. I don't think we've had New Belgium on before. Um, uh, so I'm going to try to see if I can get a little bit about the company, our story here. Uh, all right. So. We were born on a bike. The, the rest is history. That's a lovely story. Thanks for sharing that. A bike trip through Belgium in 1988 inspired a young couple to bring the flavor of centuries-old Belgian beer to the town of Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, June 1988. After a, a bike trip through Belgium, co-founders Kim Jordan and Jeff Lebesch are inspired to bring Belgian brewing traditions to their hometown. In 1991, Jeff and Kim install brewing equipment in the basement of their Fort Collins home. They also trek into the Rocky Mountains to establish New Belgium's core values, which were inspired by Kim's career as a social worker. The early days with brewing underway, Kim is New Belgium's jack-of-all-trades as the first bottler, sales rep, uh, distributor, marketeer, financial planner, and longtime CEO. Kim would eventually scale the brewing into one of the most successful craft brewery, breweries in the country, acting as a visionary for both her and co-workers, both her co-workers and the industry. Uh, in 1981, June, uh, Kim and Jeff began to test brews of their two beers, an amber ale uh, lovingly named Fat Tire and Belgian style double called Abbey. Later that month, both beers are sold for the first time at the Colorado Brewers Festival. That's neat. In 93, they win gold medals at the Great American Beer Festival in Denver. Uh, at the time, Belgian beers were so rare in the craft brewer scene uh, that they didn't even have their own category. In 95, they relocate into a, a better place. Uh, and then they start the New Year tradition off with anniversary bikes, beginning with the 1991 Electric Cruiser. The tradition of awarding co-workers with the cruiser on their one-year anniversary continues today. Uh, so basically, that's where they get the fat tire from. They did a bike ride through Belgium, uh, and they, you know, have all these things. Uh, I'm going to stop right there with the history. Uh, but it all started basically with them uh, on a bike going through Belgium. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting. All right, so what we have here to do is beer. Obviously, uh, the color of this beer is a nice uh, golden, very clear, uh, not too, not too orange, not too yellow. Uh, so what is that on our scale? Uh, probably a four or a five or three or four, maybe not quite a five. So probably a scorpion. I would have to probably guess a scorpion. Uh, the good old stiffeners Sniffers kind of smell some little bit of a IPA, you know, kind of that pale ale. I don't really know if it's, I don't really, I don't really smell tropical. I was anticipating tropical. I couldn't really smell anything. Uh, but, you know, here, we'll see if it tastes better than what it smells because I don't really smell anything, which is really weird. Um, just a little bit of beer flavor, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. All right. First sip. It's I don't know. It's interesting. Um, kind of tastes, you know, like an old style IPA uh, from like England or I guess Belgium is in that area. It's not like one of those American IPAs. There's like punch you right in the mouth. Uh, it's definitely a little bit different. Uh, but, I mean, can't complain at it all. It's just, it's definitely not juicy or fruity like I kind of expected based on the description. But it's not a horrible taste. For being 50 IBUs, it's not not the worst. I mean, it could be better flavor, um, but it's drinkable. Um, As for, like, the first time having it, I'm kind of disappointed. You know, hearing about how good it is, I kind of just anticipated it, like, blowing up in my my mouth, you know, making it feel good. But uh, nothing too exciting. Uh, with these check-ins, there's uh, 231,000 check-ins on Untapped, and there's only 300 or 3.66 average for that. Uh, 19 check-ins have been my friends, uh, 3.79 on that. Uh, still a good IPA, 3.75. Uh, we got that was from Tyler McCord. Ah, uh, Bill Cruisinger gave it a three seventy-five. Chris Bowen gave it a four seventy-five. He loved it. Holy smokes, Chris! Uh, Michael Taylor three seventy-five. Uh, Raul gave it a three twenty-five. Cruisinger gave it a three fifty. Leland, the man of all trades, lovely man himself. I uh, had this with fr- uh had a friend gave this to me. Uh, it was pretty good. Has some nice citrus and tropical notes with a nice bitterness. I don't know if I taste that tropicalness, though. I don't know. Can't really figure it out. Uh, but he gave it a 375 there. Uh, Mike Lawton gave it a 325. So it tastes pretty good. It's just a beer, you know. Uh, beer First gave it a 375. Uh, Mike Pacific Beer Chat. Uh, on the west coast gave it a 375 just a lot of 375s Uh, i think that's probably why that rating's in that area Uh, i'm not gonna let that kind of sway me but i'm kind of leaning towards 375 personally myself kind of thinking 350 at first uh what about the rest of the world saw my friends um chris g gave it a 325 uh no comments no comments no comments just pictures uh lighted some of the other uh, voodoo ranger ipas still good 375 uh, just a bunch of tags Uh, pretty standard ipa nothing special hoppy juicy smooth it definitely is smooth definitely is hoppy i don't know about juicy though Uh, pretty not bitter but it tastes good i do agree with you you get a 275 for that not a big fan of bitter i see uh, no check-in, no check-in, no check-in. Just points, just points, just points. Uh, nice, simple IPA. I do agree with you. Can you give it a 375? Yep, so here we are. Just your basic IPA stuff, I guess. So we're going to go ahead and check it in. Um, give it a, a good old uh, rating. I think it definitely is a 350. Um, nothing too spectacular about this. Nothing to that I'm raving, like, super hard about. Um... It is just what it is. It's a good flavor. I would drink it again. Um, but if I buy it as like these single cans, I don't know if I want, I want like an entire like, you know, case of this, if you will, since this is a can. I don't know. Uh, hopefully it's not just because I, you know, got it in a can from Meijer. Uh, from the brewery is usually always better, but, you know, it, it is it is what it is. If you live anywhere in Northeast Indiana and would like to try Great Craft Beer for a very special price, you need to check out Chapman's Brewing online beer ordering service. Go to shop.chapmansbrewing.com, choose any of their excellent beers, and get this, they will deliver a growler or two or three right to your front door. The best part? Just for being a loyal Drinkin' Geek Out listener, you can get 15% off your total purchase. 15% off! All you do is use the coupon code DIGO15, that's D-I-G-O-1-5, when you check out. Get Chapman's Beer delivered for 15% off, now at shop.chapmansbrewing.com. It's a limited time offer, so don't wait. Uh, today, I played an interesting game. It was uh, fun, if you will. Uh, it is called Cart Fighter. It is basically... How it sounds. It is an unlicensed two dimensional fighting game developed by a company called Hummer Team. And it was developed for the Famicom, which ported over to the NES. Um, The best way to describe this game is to say that Mario Kart or Super Mario Kart had a love child with Street Fighter 2. It uses all of the sprites from Super Mario Kart and the fighting style and buttons of. Uh, of Street Fighter and mixes the, them together, and it just creates this oddly fun but also very plagiarized game uh, for the NES. Uh, and this was back in uh, 1993. Uh, I don't know what the copyright laws were in Japan, but I feel like this is one of those things that would protect Nintendo. Uh, it, it's for sure... I think it's really bad. <laughs> I think it's really bad. Um, so the game... Uh, the players in the game... They, they engage in like a one-on-one combat. Close quarter combat. Uh, you have to beat the player before the timer. Um, if the time expires, the one with the least amount of health... Lost wins. Um, so basically... It's just like Street Fighter, but with Mario Kart characters. Uh, the characters of the game, uh, essentially you have your eight playable characters from Super Mario Kart. Uh, they have been renamed, and a lot of it has to do with like Japanese uh, translations or w- whatever, but a lot of them have changed. and I think one of the changes, definitely interesting, I think it did carry through. I'm not sure if they came up with it or someone else came up with it. Uh, But one of the characters, uh, Princess Toadstool, uh, was named Peach in this game. uh, Whereas it's Princess Toadstool everywhere else until later versions. You know, Peach is a different different castle. Uh, But to start, we have Mari, uh, which is Mario. Uh, Luigi, which LOL on that rename. Um, Then we have Peach. Which is equivalent to Princess Toadstool. Uh, Yoshi, uh, Y O S uh, S I, obviously for Yoshi. Uh, Koopa, which is Bowser, obviously Koopa um, was the name of like you know like the Super Mario Brothers uh, movie and all that stuff. Then we had Donkey, uh, which was correlates to Donkey Kong Jr. Then you have the no. Kono it's a looks like a palindrome. Hold on, Noko Noko, yeah, Noko Noko uh, for the Koopa Trooper, and then for Toad you have the name Kenopio. Uh, I don't speak Japanese, so I wouldn't be able to tell you what the names are technically, uh, but those are you know the correlation between uh, the Super Mario Kart and this game. Um, so for, like, the character sprites, they look the same, like, as the Mario Kart, which is kind of uh, funny to me. Uh, but not funny because, you know, copyright loss and everything. Um, so the game is essentially, like I said, Street Fighter two. It uses the D-pad to move around, and AB is used for kicking and punching. Uh, it's kind of a button mashy. Can you get, you know, the p- other player down? Um, but as for, like, critics, they they kind of said you know as in terms of it being similar to super smash brothers it's a good game um in terms of the gameplay itself uh, a lot of it is basically this game's hot garbage um between uh you know screen flickering and lack of ending uh, it's just really hard to get into this game. And I think I wrote in my notes here that I said that this the game is basically a copyright infringing pile of garbage. <laughs> That's uh, how I felt about this game. I, you know, I turned it on. I played it. I was like, Oh, this is really weird. Like there's no association with the, uh, with Nintendo. Uh, but it has basically everything to do with Nintendo and Mario. And I'm surprised that Nintendo didn't sue them into the ground. But, I mean, who knows? Uh, one good thing about this that I, I pointed out when I first played it, uh, I was like, you know, this is very similar to Smash, and it could have been, like, an influence where they thought, oh, we can make a fighter game, and obviously they could, and they made it a lot better. Uh, Super Smash Brothers is untouchable when it comes to, like, uh, fighter games, in my opinion. Uh, this, this game obviously fell short of its goal uh, of trying to... Make a fighter game. Obviously, there are some issues probably with the porting over to the Nintendo from the Famicom or the fact that, you know, the game sucked. I don't know uh, if it sucked in either place or if it just sucked totally. Uh, but I don't know. I, I felt like I had to do something with this. Uh, trying to do, you know, fighter games for NES and try to do, uh, you know, thing you know things of that nature. And last year, or, you know, partially running and through the rest of this year, Uh, as we figure things out and get our content out there uh it was technically mario's 35th anniversary and i was like oh yeah i could play this game because of you know the mario influence in it and uh, i was a major letdown i couldn't have been more unimpressed with this game uh but you know it is what it is i'm not gonna like every game uh but it it just it was terrible (laughs) it was awful um And so, because I don't really have much content for you for this game and how much of a hot piece of garbage it is, I'm not going to have you go and check it out, uh, but just, you know, hang, hang out. We got a second beer. Uh, it's going to be a treat because I need it after this. I do need the second beer to get me through this episode, but before we do that, I'm going to just take a stop here and remind everyone, uh, how to get a hold of us. We are a drinking geek out, uh, you can find us on all the social medias uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Drinking Geek Out. We have Drinking Geek Out at gmail.com. We have a Patreon for subs if you want. Uh, we have t shirts on Threadless. We have masks on Threadless. So anything that you can think of or want and you can communicate with us, feel free to do all those things. All right, as promised, we have a second beer for you guys. Um, I initially teased it saying, Yeah, we have Voodoo Ranger, but I couldn't decide what I wanted to do with it. And so I got the regular IPA and next to it was the Imperial IPA. And I said, how about I just do both and we can kind of, you know, rate them uh, from that scale, you know, having both of them. Uh, And so this one is the second one of the episode. It is the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA from New Belgium. Uh, this one comes in at 9% ABV, 70 IBUs. We had the Pell number as the uh, geek reference for 70, but even every time that we like kind of explained it, uh, each time we had 70, it was just, I just felt like we weren't on the mark with what it was. And so I came up with another 70, so I'm going to try to play with it, see if it feels good. So you guys can let us know. Uh, but today's episode of 70 Abuse are going to be our geek reference towards the Erdos number or the Erdos Wood number. Uh, since it is possible to find a sequence of 70 consecutive integers such that each inner member shares a factor with either the first or the last member, so it's crazy, right? You can get a entire sequence of numbers, a pattern, if you will, up to seventy of them. Like, so it doesn't matter what the numbers are; they're not specifically seventy, but it could. And there's a sequence of seventy of them, and of the and they're consecutive, by the way. Uh, they all share a factor with either the first or the last member, which is insane. Um, I don't know if that's geeky enough. It's a nerdy thing to think about numbers, but, you know, whatever. There, here we are. So a little bit about this beer. A rare blend of choice hops creates an explosion of fresh-cut pine and citrus flavors for a complex, rich, and delicious flavor. All right. Uh, so I have it poured out here. Let me turn on the line And it looks basically identical to the first one. I don't have the first one in front of me anymore; it's all gone. But this one definitely looks exactly the same, uh, so the color isn't going to vary that much at all. Um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, but with the can, uh, we have ourselves the uh, Sky Pilot Air Pilot Skull Dude with a gold tooth. It's a green can. Uh, just voodoo ranger i mean it's uh all around print um a nice decorated man if you will and the can was kept uh, fairly cold Uh, if i were to kind of say a color here it'd probably be scorpion Uh, if that's what i said in the first one cool if not then whatever i was a little bit off but i still think it's like you know like a four maybe as for the smell it has that west coasty kind of smell it is kind of on the 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 hoppy, but kind of juicy fringe. I'm not really sure uh, particularly what kind of fruits there are. Uh, definitely citrusy, like a pineapple-y, but not quite pineapple. You know, lime, lemon, whatever citrus you get. So if West Coast is true, then, you know, I'm thinking pine and lemon and you know, all this stuff. So might as well just dive right in. Uh, yeah, so it does taste a lot like the first one, which was expected. They're essentially the same beers, just this one's Imperial. Um, it doesn't taste harsh at all. Uh, for being like 20 more IBUs in the first one, it's actually smoother or feels smoother. Um, definitely can't taste the booze, which could be potentially more dangerous. Uh, because you know i can probably just like wolf this thing down no no consequence um but as for you know the flavor it does have that pale ale taste um it's very light on the citrus flavors kind of like um i don't know like a, a very light lemony but uh, i don't know can't really tell what type of citrus flavor that is going through untapped i've had seven friends check this in and uh raul uh Bayert, uh 370 dustin woods he said so much better than standard which i agree hop nose malt backbone amazing sweet flavors he gave it a 425 which was pretty nice uh doug egger gave it a three and a half christian d He said, I know, how haven't I had one of these yet? The answer is, I don't know, it's okay. Sort of underwhelming, three and a half. Uh, Patrick Doherty said, pretty good Imperial. He gave it a 375. Kane Moyer said, nothing, but he gave it a 375. Uh, Doug Egger, again, pretty darn good. Jack had it and said, Tuesday Imperial, so he gave it a four. Not really sure what a Tuesday Imperial is, but probably drinking it on a Tuesday. Would be my guess. Um, Speaking of being on the tab, I might as well tell you what the ratings are. Uh, So there's uh, 97,000 check-ins out of an average of 375. Yeah, so there's pine and citrus like I was tasting. That's good. Um, Not a whole lot of people are saying anything about this. So I'm not sure. Um, But everything looks good. Here we go. Last night. Baked fruity, hot flavor. Wouldn't call it rich, but it was enjoyable though. 375. Uh, good when your CV axle is stuck. 430. He's a supporter. Bunch of 375s, 350s. You know, things to kind of balance it out. Uh, don't really see a whole lot of comments uh, when you have yourself 97,000 check-ins. I kind of feel, you know, a good reason for you not having a check-out. Uh Here's Here's one, 2.5 from Jake G., uh, it's all one word. There's no spaces. Um, uh, so I'm gonna try to uh, pronounce this word. Uh, shit bra, shit bra. Ah, I R N BID, a DIBS, SIBBI, shit, shibber, shoo, shiv, do fuck, shir, bra. So he's either really drunk or he didn't like the beer. I can't really tell, but give it 2.5, so probably. Not. Jake M said, I like the beer. Four and a half. Ron R. said, visiting the folks. Wife grilled perfect ribeye, asparagus, and uh, shishito peppers at a damn good IPA. Have a good evening, everyone. He gave it a 3.5. He said, damn good IPA, but he didn't give it that high. It's very confusing to me. Yeah. Yep, uh, 3.35, 3.5 uh 4 375 uh 450 so you get the idea there's uh, a wide range of people checking these things in um uh, but you're here for me you're curious about mine so i'm gonna go ahead and check this bed boy you uh i am underwhelmed as well uh with the voodoo ranger as a whole um just just these two the imperial and this regular i am curious now to check out i don't know the hazy or any of the other voodoo rangers I might go to the store and actually buy some now uh, because i want to and want to try it but as as a basic goes and the imperial goes i'm not too too impressed with it Um, so the imperial is a lot better than the other one i don't remember what i gave the other one but i'm going to give this one a four it sounds good to me for check-in. I like IPAs. IPAs are not my favorite, as everyone knows. Uh, but So I like to give things benefit of the doubt. This has the flavors and the markings of an IPA, uh, of an Imperial one. Uh, and so can't really fault it too hard for that. I think it's a good solid beer. Um, I would like to dive into a little bit more New Belgium to see if, you know, I like it. I don't think I've ever had a f- uh, Fat 12 or anything, so... Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but when it comes to IPAs, I'd have to have more of them. I don't know. This one is okay. The last one, eh, not so much. Um, but it's okay. It's fine. It'll, it'll grow on me eventually. Maybe, maybe I'll get the hazy one. Maybe I'll love that one. But as it goes, I'm doing this one. It, 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 it's okay. I'll drink it. It's okay. All right. So that should conclude the episode. Um, the, New Belgiums, Voodoo Rangers, go have their beers, enjoy them if you enjoy IPAs. I'll have to try them out some more, as I previously said. Card Fighter, if you've ever heard of it, uh, I'm sorry that you have. Um, If you haven't played it, don't play it. Uh, If you have played it and you love it, I'm so sorry that I just pooped on your game. Um, But it is definitely like a copyright infringement piece of garbage. All right, thanks for checking it out. Have a good one.